Let me ask you a question. Do you want to become a better disciple for Christ? What if I asked it to you in this way? Do you want to become a better disciple for Christ in your marriage? How about as a parent or as a friend? You're probably saying, well, well, of course. If you're listening to this show, the answer is, of course, of course, Ellis. But what about in your finances? Today, I want to introduce the concept of faith-driven investing. It's a topic that has been talked about either directly or contextually on this show. But I want to spend a few weeks taking a deep dive to better understand what we mean and how we might begin to think differently about faith-driven investing. So what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Kingdom Aria podcast. Hey, if you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe to this show so that you don't miss any of these episodes in this series that we're doing around faith-driven investing. So let's get into this topic today, faith-driven investing. I mean, really simply at its core, the way that I wanted to find faith-driven investing is this. It's becoming a better disciple of Christ with your finances. You see, faith-driven investing is more than just an asset class or a type of investing. It's a holistic approach, an attitude, a spiritual posture, a mindset towards the way that we begin to think about stewarding our capital. I mean, simply put, if you want to go at the core of what faith-driven investing is, it's putting Jesus at the center of our lives, including our finances. And so why talk about this? Well, one, I think that's important, right? That as disciples of Christ, we want to continue to make Jesus more at the center of all that we do. But I also read recently that $150 trillion is reportedly being managed by Christians around the world. That is half of the world's wealth. And yet I don't see a correlation between the amount of wealth controlled and the level of influence and impact being generated. And you could even maybe go down to a local scale and probably make the same observation. Because I really don't want to talk about this at a global scale of what we as the entire church are doing with our wealth. I want to talk about us. I want to talk about you and I in the way that we think about stewarding our wealth and investing our wealth in a faith-driven way. And I, and I, and I really believe that if, if, you, if you too want to become a better disciple for Christ in your finances, I think there are two big barriers that I see that we have to overcome as we enter, as we dive deep into this series. And so if you're serious about thinking um, more holistically, about really putting Christ at the center of your finances, here are the two barriers that I really see that we have to talk about today. One is moving from ownership to stewardship, this mentality that we own all things to know that we're the steward of all things. And second, moving from passive planning to purpose-driven investing. And I want to help you with both of those things today as I have been helped so much through this show. And so uh, this first one, moving from ownership to stewardship. If we're honest, most of us spend and invest our finances like the rest of the world. Because the, the most important line to us in our investing most often is the bottom line. And I'm completely guilty of this as well. To be real frank, I had no real awareness of this until I started this show and began to interview other investors who who really raised my the, the level of consciousness I have about investing. Because I, I've been guilty of 
well, let me say it this way. I, I've, I've had a stewardship mentality when it comes to my time, when it comes to my marriage, when it comes to my family, most of the time. But but really, honestly, an ownership mentality when it comes to my, my finances. I, I, too, have been guilty of this. And and I felt okay, probably up to starting this show, of, of thinking that way. Well, I'm, I'm stewarding these areas of my life, but but it's okay to own this area of my life. And I actually just don't think that's a, a holistic way uh, to think about being a disciple of Christ. Um, and instead of investing with purpose and intentionality, I invest with the end goal of just to make the greatest and higher return. And I think, and what I've seen in my own life and in the lives of others, what keeps us from being more purposeful are two things. One is fear. Is the question of who's watching over me, right? It, it's it's where it's why Jesus says in Matthew six, why, why are you so anxious? Why do you worry? Look at the lilies of the field and the birds of the air, because we all have this innate desire in us to want to be God, to want to make sure we have clothes on our backs and foods on our table. And what does Jesus say? He says, "Look, your heavenly Father provides." I, I think of another parable that we talk about often is the parable of the talents. In Matthew 25, where the master comes and he gives to the servants uh, five and two and one talents, depending on their gifts. And then at the, they're, they're tasked with going and, and multiplying that money. And then the master comes back and, he, and he, he asks for a report and he asks them to give back the talents. And the things that I'm really that really stick out to me in that passage is one that God owns it all. Right, that he is the one who both supplies the talents, and then the the servants are required to give back that supply after they have gone and multiplied it. And so God owns it all. And that the second observation there is that he can supply more, that he actually takes from the one who did not multiply and gives it to the one who does. And so that God can supply more. He's the one who provided and he's the one who gives extra. And then the second question I think about a lot that I remind myself of is this. And I want to ask this to you today and for you to really consider because I think as simple as it is, it has great power. Is how far are you really from being homeless? <laughs> right? Like how far are you from really being the thing that you really probably fear? The the lack of comfort or control, right? Of of really not being able to provide for your family or have a home over your head or food on your table. The reality is most of us are probably several bad decisions away from that happening. <laughs> right? Like like you you are more than one bad decision from that happening. You you probably could afford to make multiple bad decisions. Not that you you're going to and that's the point. And so the follow-up question to that is could you afford to take a little bit more risk? Right? Could you afford to take a little bit more risk in the way that you think about stewarding your capital to advance God's kingdom? And then the second barrier that I think we have to overcome today is moving from passive planning to purpose-driven investing. You see, most of Christian America has a passive approach to the way that they think about building wealth. Right, it's this mentality, and I see it all the time that I work hard for my money. Like you work, you work your whole life. You work 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and then yet you give complete control over someone else to invest your money, either through your 401k or through a financial advisor. 
And, and and let me ask let me ask it to you this way. Let me let me maybe frame it this way. Do you treat your kids this way? You have them, and then for the rest of your life, you give up control to a babysitter and or a nanny and expect that they turn out the way that you hope. Of course not. Like that would be so silly. And yet we do this with our finances. And I think the reason why is, one, because we don't think we have enough time. It's typically the path of least resistance, right? Ellis, I have this job. I have this family. I also don't have time to think about how to, you know, keep my money working and moving in the market all the time. And I totally understand that. I'm not talking about becoming the main advisor over your capital. Um, But I do think, and I do want to remind you that you will be the one responsible when you come back to the Lord and, and have to show Him what you've earned, how you've multiplied His resources, you are the one responsible, not your financial advisor. And yet I think most of us are putting the control or the ownership on our financial advisor when in reality it's us. And then I think um, the second reason, you know, that, uh, that, I, that I see an issue in this is that we don't have enough serious Christian advisors, those who are really helping other Christians think about biblically responsible or faith-driven investing. Why? Is because most of the passionate Christians are in the work of church ministry, in the work of pastoralship or missionaries. That's why we started this show, because I begin I want to help people begin to see that the marketplace is an incredible way to serve God. And we have to continue to encourage and challenge people who are passionate about Jesus and passionate about financing and investing to go into those fields. Because that's where we really need to see a big change. Um, you know, one of the other, the, the, I guess the other big barrier to this that I see that uh, in this idea of moving from passive investing to intentionality, purpose-driven investing, is a lack of knowledge of what's available to you as an investor. And, and there are opportunities that we have made light of on this show. Guys like Wes Lyons with Faith Driven Investing, Jared Williams who talked about biblically responsible mutual funds, and dozens of real estate investors who work with passive investors to help them grow their money and have impact in communities, including my own company at ellishammond.com. And so if you stick with me for another minute or two, I want to give you a list um, that you can go and download uh, so that we can move past this barrier. I want to help you move past this barrier of knowledge that I think keeps so many people from just, again, passively giving their money or control of their money over to someone else. I want to help you move past that. But first, let me give you a couple principles because I think without these principles or these truths, what I've said today is great, but man, we got to get to the heart level. And the first truth is this, is that Ephesians 1.22 says that that God has put all things under the feet of Christ. And by all things, he literally means all things, right? Like I think we're tempted to read that verse and say, well, all things meaning our salvation or the church. But what that passage really means is all things have been put under the feet of Christ, including your finances. And I think even though we tend to believe otherwise. We have to continue every day to come before Christ and and trust in his promises and see that he really is head over all things. I think the other truth or the other principle is this, that what you do with the 90% is as important as what you do with the 10%. I think we've been falsely 
taught or maybe assumed that, you know, as long as I'm giving 10% of my money, I'm being financially responsible. And I would say, what about the other 90? That, and there is a way to actually use that 90 to provide for your family, to grow your wealth, to take care of you in the future, and yet continue to advance God's kingdom. That's what this idea of faith-driven investing is all about. And that's what I'm excited to continue to provide great opportunities for you to realize. And I, and I think the reason that is, is because capital does equal influence. That we have to get past this idea that money is evil. That even talking about money is evil. Or that we as Christians shouldn't be the one really growing and multiplying capital. That capital does equal influence. And it's why the 90% is so important, right? That imagine what if we as a church not just thought about the way that we were giving or stewarding the 10%, but also the 90. How much more powerful would we become? And then lastly, creation, innovation, taking risks, being in the marketplace, trading. That reflects the character of God and is in line with his image in which he created us. And so that we should be spurring one another on towards those type of things. And so um, I've put together a one-pager of all the folks that we've interviewed on the show who are providing purposeful, faith-driven investment opportunities for investors. And I want to make sure you get that because I want to remove this barrier of knowledge and so that you can just begin to think purposely about the way that you're investing. And I want you to deal, and, and maybe you'll you'll go back and listen to this episode as again, again uh, with you and your family or your wife or your husband um, so that you might begin to think about this. And so if you go to ellishammond.com forward slash faith, you can download this one pager that I've put together um, of, of all of these folks, their landing pages and ways to get a hold of them and even what they provide, uh, including, including our company as well. And so ellishammond.com forward slash faith. Make sure you go and grab that and download that. Again, um, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show because we are going uh, to really be going through this for the next couple of weeks. And I want to I want to dive into this. I want to give you some incredibly helpful topics about misconceptions about faith-driven investing, how to qualify a faith-driven investment, how to find and vet faith-driven opportunities so that you can learn maybe how to look at opportunities and, and see if they're good or not. And so uh, excited to, to dive into this more with you. EllisHammond.com forward slash faith. Make sure you go download that one pager and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this show today. If you want to learn more about our community, you're going to want to visit us at kingdomcapitalist.co. There you can find info on our private mastermind and even subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on new shows. And last but not least, land opportunities to get private trainings and coaching calls with the guests of this show. If you're enjoying this show, please take a minute to leave us a five-star review and also share this with a friend. We'll see you next time.